find a baller. My life is more than money and jewelry. My story's so crazy, dog. I said make a movie behind the baller. I went from playing sports to exotic whips. Ain't gotta tell me, dog. I know I'm the shit behind the baller. My life is more than money and jewelry. My story's so crazy, dog. I said make a movie behind the baller. I went from music exec to this podcast. Now I finally feel at home and laugh behind the baller. Yo, 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 what's good? You are listening to Behind the Baller. This is episode 118. I am your host, Ben Baller. Not Ben Humble. Also known as the Korean John Cusack. The Korean Liam Neeson. And the Forrest Gump of Hip Hop. A.K.A. the Washed Lord. By the way, I'm also the president of Daddy Gang. Yo, we got a good show. There's no structure I wrote a few notes down and uh, I don't really have like, I don't know how to say like each week I got something to talk about and I'm going to talk about things that I want, but I'm just saying like, it's just, I don't know how much business I'm going to get into. Uh, this is a business podcast, right? But I don't know how much business I'm, I, I want to speak about a few things. Uh, Brianna Taylor's, um, that's one thing. Just 2020 is just, man, it's just, it's fucking unbelievable. It really is just unfucking believable. No matter how decent I'm doing financially, it's just my mental state is just really like a blender. It's like on frappe. It's just my brain is on some whole other shit. But it might be kind of a quick one. I don't know. We'll see. We're just going to have to see, right? And uh, I want to talk about something real quick, man. You know, my career, my career is like my torso. Have you guys ever noticed? I don't know if you've ever seen I have a very long torso, I don't know if it's a Korean thing or I don't know because I got all the Korean fucking shit. You know what I'm saying? The small penis, the big head, uh, long torso. But my career is like my torso. It's elongated, okay? I've been able to extend the life of it, okay? I've been able to remain relevant. And when I say relevant, I don't give a fuck about social media. If that was the case, I'd have been had four or five million followers. That doesn't matter, okay? I've remained relevant to the bank's. All right. And to those people who write checks and I look, I don't give a fuck about no crybabies. Look, crying is not going to get you shit in life. Okay. Yes, I rant, but I don't complain and dwell on a single issue. Like, nah, discuss it five, 10 minutes and I'm out. Like, you know what people cry about not getting something, a certain shit. Like, you know, I don't know, man. I might vent about it here and there, but not anywhere that, you know, where, I don't know. I just, Again, you know, I have a podcast now and we're pushing forward. You know, I got retirement money to make. And uh, so how do I do it? Or how did I do it? Or how am I going to do it? I don't know. Very quickly, I'm just going to tell you one secret, okay? I say no a lot. Like, for real. I say no a lot. I don't necessarily ignore. I just don't have the time. You know, um, anytime that uh, you take away from me it could go to my kids it could go to me just meditating right before i start every show i just sit and look at, at like my computer screen i can't even, it just looks like gibberish to me and i just stare at it for like five ten minutes and it's even pushing record i'm just like fuck i always gotta stop and i'm just thinking like what am i gonna talk about today okay well what what's going on and i just start thinking about absolutely nothing there is just a blank complete nothing there's space bars just going and I'm not thinking about shit. I obviously love doing this show, but, you know, 
I love my alone time. It's really something insane, you know what I mean? Especially being, you know, a family man and everything. It is like the only thing keeping me alive right now because, you know, I'm starting to get a little crazy. Yesterday, I went on a long bike ride with my son and he had to tap out. Usually, you know, really good. And, and I haven't gone on a bike ride in a month, maybe. It's been almost a month. That's a long time. And, you know, these kids, they got to get exercise. They don't really get, they have PE class and shit on Zoom. But like me in London, we look forward to those rides. Rider, I got to just suck it up and I got to just teach him how to ride a bike. London was easier. Um, rider's not there yet. Kaya, man, she's fucking it up on the scooter and everything. But let me go back real quick. Backpedal. Sorry. I say no a lot. My first answer is always no, whether it be my agent, and, and they help me the most when it comes to financial shit, um, Suleiman, my accountant, but when it comes to like a client, it could be, you know, fucking anybody. I always think about like AB, right, Antonio Brown, this is before the meltdown and everything, and this guy being one of the best receivers in the world, he hit me up for jewelry, and I was like, oh yeah, man, shit, man, you're dope, man, I, man, you're such a fucking amazing player. Yeah, no, I can't, I can't do that right now, because I'm booked until this, and the thing is, at the end of the day, whether people like it or not, there's a line. You know, some people get ahead of it. Some people don't. Some people, um, they have to wait depending on what it is. You know, some people don't want to wait and that's cool. So no one has to wait for me. No one's obligated to wait. Okay. Jewelry is a luxury item. It is not a necessity at all whatsoever, especially during this pandemic. So I don't know what the fuck is going on with everyone else, but I say no a lot. And I know my cousin doesn't like that and everything, but it's true. And, um, you know, some people are like, oh man, uh, you know, I'm trying to give you a check. I'm trying to give you some money. I'm trying to do this. And I'm like, all right, cool. I'm busy. And then later, you know, like, oh, well, you missed out on this check. It's like, no, I didn't. what I miss out on? I didn't, you missed out on me. I didn't want the check. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Or the number wasn't right or whatever. You know, I'm just... Everything is a numbers game to a certain extent, and then sometimes it isn't. You know, like, for instance, would I wear a Niners jersey? If someone offered me $10 million cash, you know, I just wouldn't. Because I think after I'd be so unhappy that that number bought me, it just wouldn't. You know, that there's just certain things that I wouldn't do. But a lot of times people got me fucked up. And that's why I said it, you know, with things that I sell, you know, you buy a piece of joy from me, man, the joy is free. You're paying for the stories and experience, you know, talking to me and hanging out, whatever it may be, just the whole process. And um, I've just been saying no to a lot of people lately, even though I said I wouldn't, and I'm trying my fucking hardest. I think it's time. I, I got to get a new phone number. I'm right at like 950 unread text messages, so it's not that bad. You know, it wasn't like when I was getting 4,000, 5,000. And uh, I think I'm just going to try to tough it out. By the way, Apple iOS 14 is fucking amazing. Now, I don't give a fuck if you're an Android user and that shit was already there, but just the fact that you could bypass a phone call finally now and not have to do shit. You could literally be doing whatever the fuck you're doing on your phone. You don't have to answer the phone call. You could be literally on social. You could be editing a picture. You could be watching a movie and you don't have to worry about stopping for 15 seconds so that phone call goes away. You ain't got to worry about it. But anyways... I've said before, there's a lot of power in the word no. A lot of people don't like to say, take the word no. Some people think it's a game, and it's not necessarily a game. It's just, you know, um, say no first, always. Never take the first offer. You know, um, it's benefited me, especially where I'm at right now. And I really, if you really feel like, I, I don't feel like I've missed out on anything. Only thing I'm scared about missing out are my kids, them growing up. 
You know, that's what scares me. Speaking of my kids, man, again, they're in virtual school right now, okay? And let me explain this to you. With virtual school, it's really tough, all right? Six-year-old, eight-year-old, and a three-year-old, okay? Three-year-old only has, you know, an hour or so. But the other kids, you know, talking about five hours, okay? They have different classes, Spanish, English, uh, singing, physical education, right? PE, they got religion class, they got all kinds of stuff, right? Each time they might have a five, 10 minute break and then they got to go Zoom and my wife has to type in the, the code or I got to type it in. London's starting to understand it, but it's like, it ain't easy. And sometimes they might not pay attention. There's a lot of crazy shit going on. This is a very weird time right now with this COVID shit, right? And I noticed, you know, my teacher, one of the teachers note, uh, marked writer down for like a missing assignment and something else. And then London as well. And I was like, hold on, wait a second. No, London did this. I helped him with it. And my wife helped Ryder with this. So it dropped from 100. You know, he had a 100 score in his class, grade, and it dropped down to 85. Now that makes you an A plus, drops you down to a B. Like, hold on, man. Like, nah, you tripping. Because what happens if if this happens one more time? If we're in regular school, we they might not have caught it or I might not have caught it. So it's just a weird thing, right? And just to deal with it every single day, it's real difficult. And next week, I'm going out of town, you know? So, um I got to get my wife some help, you know, obviously have some in-laws, whatever else. It's just a weird situation that's going on. And, you know, I want you to know something real quick. And look, I'm just saying this just out of the blue. If none of this is interesting to you that, you know, I'm talking about the struggles of being a parent and everything else, man, then this show's not for you. You know what I mean? And that's okay with me. All right. I understand this is a business podcast with a majority of random as fuck, but this is a true variety show. This is a true variety podcast. Okay. And I'm going to say this. One thing that I'll give my parents is that they were so fucking hard on me that I don't give a fuck about sh- about celebrating shit. Okay? All right? Anything that you're supposed to celebrate, I don't give a fuck about. Like, I, don't, I haven't cared about my birthday since, you know, seven, eight years ago. And really, I'm not kind of cared. You know, I just don't, right? I'm happy to see Asians get recognized for the talents. And, you know, there's more things. People are like, get involved here and there. Look, I back us, yellow people. I had China Mac on the show, we talked about it. But at the same time, I just don't care to be involved or invited to anything super segregated to one culture anymore. You know, I don't want to go to the Asian American world. I just don't, the motherfuckers is like, it's just cool. Look, I think I've finally been recognized a few times here and there. At the same time, like, I just don't give a fuck. And I'm also not saying that that's wrong to celebrate. It's not wrong. You should celebrate. A lot of people don't have a lot of things to celebrate for. You know, they need a reason to. I'm not being a, maybe I'm being a Debbie Downer a little bit. But what I'm saying is like, if you won an award, man, go for sure. Flourish, you know, live. I'm just over so much. You know, I just want my, the most important thing I want my kids to know, we celebrate their birthdays. They don't know anything about it other than they are getting older. It's, you know, a year has passed and they're getting presents. You know, that's what they, when they get to hang out with their friends, they get to eat pizza, they eat the same shit, whatever. And me, the most important thing, besides them learning the basic fundamentals, whether it be basic history and certain things, which could be fucking argumented until fucking who knows how long, but um, just because there's so much about American history that's fucked up now, right? But just like the basic shit, the basic shit, Abraham Lincoln, George Washington, fucking, you know, five times five is 25, whatever it may be. I want my kids to overstand. I want them to overstand what is right and what is wrong. Okay? 
they say that racism is taught, right? And I really think that both my sons have been mostly around black people, right? Or Filipinos, Asians, whatever. But they know that that's what I, you know, just people I grew up around, whether it be their uncles, you know what I'm saying? Their, their play uncles, their, you know, Godfather Q, rest in peace. And whatever it is, I just want to know, understand what right and wrong is. You know, and London really gets what's wrong. Hey, that's not nice and certain things and boom. Even when he catches me, like, like, oh man, she's ugly as fuck. I don't give a fuck. He's like, yo, that's not nice to say. And he's right. Okay, and I want him to, to stay that way. No matter how much of a piece of shit I am, I want them to understand what right and wrong is. Okay, now with all that said, with what the fuck's going on with TikTok and all this other shit and fucking suicide and depression and everything else, and I'm not saying it's not real. I'm not saying that, okay? But imagine being canceled on the internet for something that, it could be even be some outlandish shit. Now, please, anyone chopping this up, I hope you listen to every bit of this. I refuse anybody to misconstrue this, okay? Let's say you would say, fuck gays, fuck black people, fuck chinks, fuck Chinese people, fuck all Asians, whatever it may be. Or you said some shit like, yo, you know what? I watch 12-year-old little dicks all day long, boom, 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 whatever the fuck it is. Imagine being canceled for that shit when nobody fucking knows what the actual truth is. Now, I mean that as in a tweet was said or a text was sent out or anything. Nobody wants to believe anyone at all anymore. All right. No one wants to believe you. Why the fuck do they want to believe you? Even people like fandoms, right? You have girls who love fucking um, Namjoon from fucking BTS or something, right? Or fucking love Harry Styles. Or I don't know who the fuck. I can't think. Justin Bieber, right? And let's just say, for instance, Justin said the N-word with the E-R, which I'm just saying, hypothetically, there was like a tweet or something like F, you know, N-I-G-G-E-R-S's or something. And let's say... Everyone's like, fuck this dude, he's canceled. Oh my God, I can't believe he said that. Boom, that's the first reaction. Now, some might, you know, the, the ones who have been like, but why the fuck would he say that? What, like something, was he hack? Boom. A lot of times, look, and I'm not saying it's, there's maybe a lot of people were guilty and they're fucked up or whatever, they're hacked, but there is a possibility that wasn't them. You know, people want the downfall of someone successful. Okay, is it impossible for someone to break into your home or be inside your home, someone inside your camp to say something crazy from your computer, use your, your phone, you know, whatever it is, tweet something out? Honestly, no, it isn't. It really isn't. Okay, and all I'm saying is people getting canceled for shit and imagine having to fucking go back and defend yourself for some shit like that because I'm seeing more of it now and scandals being written up through people who are bitter, a fucking agent who lost his client is like, fuck this, I'm about to leak these fucking tapes out, boom, or I'm about to fake leak something out, oh, you know what, just so happens that my client that fired me, he's a racist and he loves Trump, or the fuck it may be, it's like, yo, man, it's so fucking exhausting to have to have your guard up 24-7, and what's the point of saying all this shit, it's, you can't really believe fucking anything anymore. You have to have common sense. And that's the most important thing that I'm teaching my kids. Now, they're not in the streets. When I was eight years old, I was on the streets already. I was already running. I was fucking got arrested, you know, at, at nine, 10, you know? And it's like, I, I don't want London to be out there like that. But at the same time, like, fuck, man. You know, I'm more worried about him just getting hurt 
or Ryder getting hurt or whatever, you know, I was out in the streets playing. They play on the streets and everything, you know, it's different, obviously because of the, the community we live in and whatever, but what I'm trying to say is I want them to understand decency, common sense, and just to have a very good awareness of their surroundings, of what's going on, to at least the more, you know, they don't have to be woke, okay? I don't want them sleep though, you know? So with all that said, man, I haven't really spoke about Breonna Taylor at all whatsoever, right? And I just want to get into a little bit because, you know, obviously yesterday they had the verdict and everything and, you know, um, only one officer was charged and now there's fucking riots going on and they knew there was going to be riots going on. And the crazy thing is they, the state or the government's in Louisville, whatever, and they're like, oh, you know what? We're going to get the National Guard or the riot police and set up barricades and things, whatever. And it's like, why? You already know some shit's going to be fucked up because they're not going to get the answer that they want. And now the thing is, man, look, I understand the law is a very tricky thing, right? It's supposed to be there to protect us and everything else, but it's like it fails us sometimes. And, um, you know, in this case, one officer was arrested for because he busted off shots. Right. And some of those shots went to neighbors, houses, whatever. But nobody was arrested for the actual killing of Breonna Taylor, which is crazy. Right. So she's an ER technician. Right. She was a former EMT or something, but then she became an emergency room technician. Right. There was a warrant for her ex-boyfriend. Okay. A warrant for her ex-boyfriend. Her and ex-boyfriend was apparently, I guess they were still close or something. And something happened. I guess he skipped a court date. And the attorney said they don't know where the fuck he is. He had some shit going on, whatever. And when they asked him for his phone number, he gave Brianna Taylor's phone number. So when they traced down the number, boom, they thought that he was at her place. Okay. Brianna Taylor's boyfriend happened to be there. There was a no-knock warrant. If you know what the fuck that is, they didn't knock. They just fucking busted down the shit, right? Like gangbusters. And she lived in an apartment building. And her boyfriend, not the ex-boyfriend, but the boyfriend that was with her, it was real late at night, whatever it may be, they broke down the fucking door and the boyfriend had a license to carry. He had a permit to carry a firearm. He sees the motherfucker cops come in, boom. So the boyfriend shot one of the cops, okay? And then they, you know, they bust down his door. And look, I'll be honest. I would have busted anyone too. I don't give a fuck who the fuck it is. You know, the only thing is, you know, I mean, if I was in their situation, I did the same thing. But, you know, only thing is you ain't knocking down my front door. You know, you need a batarang. I got reinforced steel. It's just going to be a whole different level. And thank God for gates and every other kind of deterrent, you know. But, you know, they came in busting. The police had said many times we banged on the door several times, said police were coming in, boom, whatever. And like one neighbor said they heard police said once, but everyone else said, nah, we didn't hear none of that shit. And it was a very small building. It was obviously, you know, if you know apartment buildings, especially like the ones that they, the kind they live in, if you research it, it's not like you, you, you would hear everything, especially when you talk about gunshots and screaming and shit. But like, I wish a motherfucker would, right? And this is very controversial because I've spoken pretty, not even brash. I've just been very open about my dislike of law enforcement, Okay. And, um, you know, I know that my beliefs, it maybe put a ceiling on certain things when it comes to like my growth, it's taken away some of my fan base or the audience, you know, and, uh, there's a lot of veterans who, who are like, well, you know, I served in the army. What the fuck that got to do with police? I had a green, a black green beret on there who said, I don't fuck with cops at all. And, you know, and it's so weird how they, they put the correlation. There's a lot of people I know in the military that don't look like police, like, you know, majority of them. But I got to be 1,000% honest. I have never, 
ever had one single good experience with the police. And now, since I was a kid, a young kid, right? I've been fucked with police when I was six years old. People are like, what the fuck was wrong? I was a badass kid. And be like, oh yeah, you should. No, no, no. Someone else, you know, besides my parents, there could have been other things. Didn't need to have, you don't need to have police come in and like try to scare a kid and everything. That's, no, fuck that. You know, chase after the real criminals who are out there killing, who are stealing from other people, ruining lives, doing things like that. Not motherfuckers who got weed and all this other shit. You are busting people who you aren't even going to fucking, like it's not going to hold up in court. Like for what? Why are you wasting people's times? You are literally pulling people over for a broken taillight and the next thing you know, you end up shooting the motherfucker or they go to jail because of this or whatever. And it's like, yo, what did this guy do? He was driving, is it, is it unsafe? Really? Like, come on, man. Who the fuck is driving and doesn't see a fucking broken taillight and doesn't say, okay, well, let me be aware of this car in front of me and doesn't stay two seconds away or just be, just like, it doesn't make sense. Little Wayne used to say like all the time in his shit, like why the fuck you arrest somebody if the case ain't gonna hold? And it's true. When cops ask you a question, they ask you a trick question. Have you ever been arrested before? No, motherfucker. And there's, have you ever been, uh, have you ever gone to jail before? No. Have I ever been convicted of a felony? That's the real question. Because as soon as you say, yes, I've been arrested, it is, everything's out the window. All your rights are out the window. And that's bullshit. All right? Now, let me say this. I have encountered law enforcement of some sort, sheriff, police, state police, something like that, over 500 times easily in my lifetime. Easily. Okay? Never anything that I did was ever worth the drama and the harassment that I got. Okay? And look, as everyone says, I'm sure there are some good cops out there. All right? I haven't met any. Sorry. The first thing I hear people say when I talk about this issue is, so what are you going to do if your family member is being harassed by someone? You know, who do you call? Someone breaks into your house. Man, someone breaks into my house, dog. They're going to have to call the police because I'm going to shoot this motherfucker, period. I'm not talking any, I'm not asking any questions, okay? And I've been in this situation before. Never in my lifetime have I ever called the police. Never. Not ever. Okay? Not ever have I ever called the police. Okay. One time the police came to my store because there was a robbery attempt or anything else. I didn't call the police. And every time I'm around police, I don't even really talk to them. I barely speak. All right. I just always handled shit on my own. Okay. And like sometimes I wish, man, like someone's going to fuck with Kaya when she grows up, man. Shh, come on, bro. I don't want that bad energy out there like that. But I'm saying like I would handle it on my own. All right. I had a car stolen when I was 21. My brother filed a police report because Obviously, they're trying to find the car and whatever it may be. I wasn't going to that fucking station to talk to them punk-ass pigs. Like, that wasn't like, fuck that. And the, the experience I had in that car was bullshit anyway with cops fucking with me and stuff. Pulling me out in fucking Dublin, California when I was driving back to Los Angeles from college and getting harassed, man. Putting my ass on a hot-ass fucking hood and just stupid shit, okay? When I got shot, right? I've been shot twice, where I told you. When I got shot, the police mailed me a letter saying they found my gun from the culprits, right? And I could go pick it up at the Hollywood Division uh, police station. I'm like, yeah, yeah, right. I'm not going to no fucking police station. They could keep that bitch-ass gun. Fuck that gun, all right? I personally know U.S. Marshals because I use some of them for security sometimes, and it's rare, but I do. The 50-state carry, they can carry on a fucking commercial airline, whatever. The two U.S. Marshals that I know, and they're bad motherfuckers, they do not like cops. They talk shit to God, they fuck, like what? 
Stop over fucking stepping your boundary, man. Man, you need to sit the fuck down. The cops start tripping. Like, yeah, what? What? Everything I fucking do, everywhere I stand, I supersede your motherfucking jurisdiction. So, you know, I got people I can call on if I really need to. Okay? So speaking solely on my own behalf, I just don't fuck with police. Okay? I've never dialed 911 in my entire life. Even when my son was near death a few times, I called an EMT. I got nothing but love for firemen, EMT, emergency room workers, emergency people. I've been pulled over at least, and I'm not joking, I've been pulled over at least several hundred times. Okay? There was a point in time for a few years where I got pulled over once a week, every single week for like three years straight. Okay? Because I live in Beverly Hills. All right? I was legit. No issues, no nothing. Boom. But it was still bullshit. Um, and now with this uh, Breonna Taylor situation, you know, it's like the Rodney King shit. You know, they killed her. She could have been avoided and fucking busted eight shots in her. Like, the fuck? Like, and she was... It's just like, man, just poor preparation and everything. You know, like what? Two cops got shot last night. I guess they got a suspect. And just like, there's all kinds of turmoil. So I don't know. That's my bit on it. I just wanted to say like, look, they've been talking about this shit forever. And it's not giving like, oh, well, let's just give black people what they want. Black Lives Matter. Or, all they do is right. And so, but no, they not, man. You know, it's like, look, you're telling motherfuckers stop resisting. And you got this dude in a pretzel. You literally got this dude in a pretzel. Because he stole a bag of chips or whatever the fuck. Oh, man, what the, what is this? Where do we live in? Fucking Malaysia and Burma? You know, this ain't Singapore where you get arrested for spitting gum on the street. Come on, man. This is a fucking America. Like, the fuck is going on? This, the world has just gone crazy. And there's really a line. And I'm sorry, man. It's not that I blame Trump. It's just he promotes that white supremacist bullshit. And I've seen it firsthand. You know, a lot of motherfuckers that are listening to this podcast, especially the Americans, they've never been to all 50 states. I've seen what it looks like, you know, south of the Mason-Dixon line. I've seen what it looks like in the Confederate areas and shit. Man, that shit is crazy. But yo, Miles, enough of that, man. And uh, lighten up the mood. Yeah, let me hear some of that LL real quick. That's my boy at Lakey Inspired. Uh, we'll be right back with some, with some with some much more, you know, uplifting shit sports you know what i mean the hobby and all that but i just had to break that down much love y'all be right back hey what's up guys as you all know i'm in the business of jewels but now i'd like to speak to you guys about the business of family jewels today's podcast is supported by manscaped our go-to brand for below the waist grooming and hygiene I like to keep things clean and flawless as a diamond, all right? And Manscaped is the best on the market for what you need. It's been helping me stay right during the quarantine, okay? I'm gonna give y'all my recommendation. Pick up the performance package. Trust me, this is the Primo Luxury Grooming Kit. Included is the Lawnmower 3.0 Waterproof Trimmer featuring advanced skin safe technology all right skin safe i don't know anybody out there who's trying to shave their balls or anything and you come up bleeding or you try to use clippers i trust me i've had it fuck me up this it's not like that this is really the shit it really protects your genitalia especially the jewels okay also the all new weed whacker to get all those nasty nose hairs and you'll find the manscape crop preserver ball deodorant 
It's an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. If you jump on my advice right now, we're going to throw in a travel toe and a pair of boxers courtesy of yours truly. You're probably sitting on the couch with your hand on your balls anyway. You might as well keep them smooth as eggs and smelling fresh. You don't want your balls smelling like salt and vinegar chips. You know what I'm saying? Trust me, that ain't sexy. Okay? So check it out. You have to use code BALLER, B-A-L-L-E-R, to get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. Again, I want to make sure all my listeners are taken care of, so this offer is good for everyone up in Canada, the UK, and Australia as well. Make sure you use Baller at checkout to get 20% off and free shipping. Your balls will thank you. So yo, yo, let's talk sports. But first, let's talk sports betting. I went 10 and 5 against the spread last week, right? And the week before that, I went um, 9 and 4. Or, um, so what we do? 11 and 4. We did really well, okay? Anyways, go to mybookie.ag to place your bets along with me so we can win together. Make sure you use promo code BALLER, all right? New users, again, new users, get up to $1,000 in free play. All right, guys? So you get your pen and paper, or get your phone and get into your notes section because here are my picks for this weekend, including tonight's game with the Jacksonville Jaguars playing against another Florida team, the Miami Dolphins. All right, guys, you guys ready? Okay, tonight's game. I like the Jaguars. The Jaguars minus three over the Dolphins. All right, let's go to that Sunday slate. I like the Patriots. Minus six over the Raiders. That's going to be a motherfucking game right there. But I do like the Patriots minus six over the Raiders. Okay. I like the Rams plus two and a half over the Bills. I like the Steelers minus four over the Texans. I like the Titans minus three over the Vikings. I like the Giants plus 4.5 over the 49ers. Like, Jesus Christ. That is, I know the Niners are, are down and about, but goddamn. Jets and the fucking I don't know this is crazy. Um, I like the Browns minus seven over Washington. I like the Bengals plus five and a half over the Eagles. The Falcons minus three over the Bears. I almost think that's a fucking lock. The Colts minus eleven over the Jets. The Cardinals minus five and a half over the Lions. And I like the Buccaneers minus six over the Broncos. I like the Packers plus three over the Saints. And I love the Seahawks minus five and a half over the Cowboys. Going to Monday Night Football, and I'll repeat it again Monday on Monday's podcast. I like the Chiefs plus three and a half over the Ravens. All right, guys. So those are my picks for this week. Go to mybookie.ag. Use promo code BALLER. So continuing on a football, if you guys saw, uh, Aaron Jones won Hungriest Player of the Week. He got the Snickers chain, the Hungry chain. Um, it was well-deserved. My bro, Michael Rapport called it first, all right? And in speaking of Michaels, my boy, Michael Dixon, yes, Seattle Seahawk, um, he won the NFC Special Teams Player of the Week. 
That's actually my dog right there. So shout out to my boy. I think that the Hawks this week are going to beat Dallas by like 10 points. I, I ain't worried about Dak at all. Okay. And uh, I know Bruce Irvin's out and it sucks. And and we lost Marquise Blair. But look, we got youngins ready to jump in. We got Cody and LJ ready to take over for Bruce. And uh, this is a time for them to step up. You know, now never find out what the fuck our defense is about, right? Quandre is back off that bullshit suspension. I think this is going to be, you know, look, man, we're hitting. We're out there doing our thing. I'm really, really impressed with our Seattle defense. Be like, oh, you put up 30, you let them, them score 30 points. Man, look, dog. It's a we just we just have, we run a different type of game. <laughs> Seattle's just totally different. All right. Um, on the baseball, shout out to my boy Jock, man. I was with Jock yesterday for a little bit before the Oakland A's game. And, you know, they clinched and uh, you know, the division and everything. And, you know, um, trying to figure out who they're gonna play. Are they gonna play the Phillies? Are they gonna play who fuck? The only thing about this whole situation is I didn't really understand it until I was talking to Jock and like, yo, the first round of the playoffs. It's a three-game playoff series. Like, you can't get into no type of fucking rhythm or nothing. You know what's fucking crazy at it? You could be a shitty team, and it's just a fucked-up situation because if you lose game one, you got to win the next two immediately. So it's just a weird thing. I think five games should be the minimum. Three games is crazy. I don't know. This is just weird. And they're going to go into a bubble in Dallas or something or whatever. And, and just, yo, man, I think that this is our year for the Dodgers. I really do. There's a lot going on with baseball, especially because I'm in the hobby. We'll get in that in a minute. But just fucking crazy, man, that, uh, you know, and, and God bless the Dodgers. And I hope that, you know, we get to that World Series. And, and um, you know, it's looking good. We look really good, man. And uh, shout out again to, to my boy Gavin Lux, man. He just started following your boy. And that's love. Um, going to the NBA, man, the Lakers, that game three, we just didn't want it. Right. They didn't beat us. Okay. I don't want to hear shit. Be, oh man. Fucking, uh, you know, Murray was the, shut the fuck up. Where shit. Joker. Like, yo, they played good. Cool. Look <laughs> straight up. Let me tell you something. We could have ended it right there. Not ended. It, it would have been three Oh, not two one, but yo, we didn't want it. We beat ourselves. We had no motherfucking boards. We honestly played like shit and they barely, it was like, we got into the game. We got it down to like, you know, there was momentum. We got it down to three with some time left. It just, we just didn't want it. We beat ourselves. So, you know, I think now, I think we're going to route them. I think we're going to whoop that ass game four. We're going to whoop that ass. And then we're going to just like, look at, we ain't got time to play with you motherfuckers. Let's get the fuck out of here. Okay. Like I said, man, I ain't worried about no Denver and this ain't no fucking, they're going to come back. I'm not even thinking about that. And I was like, oh, well, you should, no. No, I shouldn't. All right? And I'm definitely not worried about Miami. Okay? If that's what it comes down to, I'm not, I'm more worried about Boston. I might just, the, the matchup, the weight, man. Yo, I am not worried about Miami. Tyler Hero, like, cool, great. He's balling. He's doing his thing. He will get worked. Like, he's going to get that work. Anyone in the East is going to get that work from the Lake Show, period. All right? If we end up playing against Miami, I think it's going to be four games, five max. We play against Boston, I think it might be five, maybe six. All right? And that's just what it is. <laughs> now to the hobby real quick, man, because um, uh, uh, I got things I got to do, and uh, I, got a, I got a big day. We got a big day tomorrow. 
Um, by the way, while I was watching that bullshit ass punk ass Lakers game, you know, um, so I sold a hundred packs of uh, silver autographs, right, of the BBDTC Chrome, and um, we did a hundred packs of gold, sold out in seven seconds, and then the, the silver sold out really fast too. And um, you know, I changed pens, so if people are wondering why the fuck after forty five. I think it was autograph 45. I was 45 to 100 out of 100. And I was like, yo, this thick marker just ain't just popping. It's just after a certain point, after signing like my name, maybe 30 or 40 times, you got to change markers. That's why I had to keep buying them and stuff. And I try to refill paint and stuff and some OG shit that graffiti artists know about. But um, I switched to a skinny marker, the one I use the numbers for. And I said, fuck this. I'm just going to sign with this one too. Boom. So when I got the card 66, man, the seal was kind of bubbly. It's kind of hard to sign a seal pack. You know, they're brand new, so I couldn't really fuck with it. Boom. So what I did was I fucked up on card 66 out of 100, all right? I got packs that I have set aside for the um, hobby boxes, my barrier boxes, right? There's going to be 30 packs. There's three in each box, and there's 10 boxes. So I had 30 set aside, and I knew boxes were coming. So what I did was I pulled one out of there. And then when I got my new box, I replaced it, right? So that there were still 30 packs sitting in the side. And so I pulled that 66 and I had it just chilling. So when I opened my box and found out, you know, I had a couple things, cool, is cool. I was like, all right, this is all right. I opened that pack with two minutes left of this Laker game. We're kind of like, oh shit, we could pull this off. Or maybe we don't. And when I started, kind of saw it slipping away and it was already, it was a bullshit game from the beginning. It was trash. We were down the whole time. We were down by fucking 20 at one point. I opened this fucking pack, 66 out of 100, and I pull a one of five red refractor, and it was actually card one of five. Red refractor, Ronald Acuna autograph. Yo, this is the most monster pull out of 14 boxes. I can't even tell you. This is the most monster fucking pull out of everything that I've pulled so far. It's gotta be in the top five most monster pulls out of anyone. Now, there was that Luis Robert, 1-1 Super Factor rookie card sold for $30,000, but I found out later the best offer was $15,300, and that's what the dude paid. Paid $15,300 for a fucking Ben Baller chrome set card, all right? Now, Luis on the Bowman was like two years ago as a rookie, but because it's his first rookie with me, it's his rookie with Michael shit. So that just puts me, that solidifies my place in the hobby. Not talking like patting myself on the back. I'm just saying what it is. That's some gangster ass shit for a car to go for 15 bands for someone who's never been involved in the hobby and just pulled out this shit. Boom. Now that Christian Yelich uh, 101, that car ended up selling for like 1500, but you know, he's not like, He's not Soto, he's not Mike Trout, he's not Luis Robert who's blazing hot, and he's not Tatis, and he's not um, Acuna. And Acuna is, this is a big card. You know, there's a 125 auto that's going for $4,500 or $5,000, some shit, whatever. Look, this card is worth at least three bands, as is. But it so happens that in an hour, Beckett will be here at my house, and I'm going to have it graded. And, um, you know, they're going to get it graded. If it grades over a nine, a nine or better, this is a fucking $6,000 card all day long. And I didn't sign it yet because I'm trying to figure out, like, 
how I'm going to talk to Beckett and see like what the deal is. I need to make sure I have a perfect autograph. I'm going to sign this, you know, but the card is, you know, is tits. And shout out to my pate, Scott Ferranda, because uh, he was here. And uh, shout out to Rude. That's my, that, those are my guys and everything. But speaking to um, Beckett and BGS, um, they're here or they're coming in an hour to uh, authenticate my autographs because tomorrow I have the biggest drop in BBDTC's history. Even though our website's only been up like fucking two months or so. Enormous, enormous, enormous shit going on, all right? We are dropping three cards at one time. This is gonna catch us up big time. So on the next drop, I'm probably gonna drop uh, Teddy Baseball, Ted Williams, and uh, Bob Gibson, the two vintage cards together. And then we will be up to date, period. So we will just be knocking shit out at bit tops is shipping faster than fuck right now. But tomorrow, huge drop on BBDTC.com. All right, tomorrow morning, I am dropping Don Mattingly, one of five Ben Baller gold autograph, one of 50 silver BBDTC autograph, Mark McGuire, one of five gold Ben Baller autograph, Mark McGuire, BBDTC, one of 50 silver auto. And Tony Gwynn, last but not least, the San Diego legend. Tony Gwynn autographs tomorrow. One of five gold Ben Baller. One of 50 silver at BBDTC. There will be some errors for sure. There's going to be some friends and family cards dropping. Yo, tomorrow's going to be a big fucking drop. All right. And next week, I'll be selling some single autograph based cards from my tops BBDTC set for the low. All right. And they'll be, they'll be priced good. And they will be authenticated as well. Now, for those of you, again, early on, who are going to meet me next week for my Bay Area box in San Francisco, I'm excited to meet you guys. I have to enforce, make sure you have a mask. I might have to just carry next to one for you motherfuckers, but make sure you got a mask. Very important. You know, when we sit down, you got 15, 20 minutes. I want to make sure that you guys already know what you guys want to say. If you don't want to say nothing, want to take some pics and just pick up your box, boom. All love. No big deal, all right? Now, for those of you who are asking me all over the place, look, the 41510 BBDTC t-shirt will not be for sale. I'm not selling it. It will be for friends and family, and then there'll be 10 that go in those boxes, and that's it. There's only large and extra large available, and that's it. So I decided I am doing LA box. There will only be 10 as well. We're going to meet at a local card shop. I will announce that then. That is going to be in a couple weeks, and... um. In a couple of weeks, we're going to do the same thing, and uh, I'm going to have a lot of goodies in there. There's going to be three sealed packs as well. You know, there'll be autographed Dodger cards in there. There will be no Angel cards in there. There'll be autographed Dodger cards. It's going to be a dope thing. And again, I'll give 15, 20 minutes to each person. You know, might have a couple minutes to go over, but there'll be time slots of when you can come get your box and come see me and chop it up. But I'm really excited about this. I'm going to do one in Seattle as well. On the LA box, it's going to say... BBDTC underneath that 21310, obviously for the LA and the West Side area codes. Um, the Seattle one is going to be dope because I'm going to have a blue heart emoji and then 206 and then the green heart emoji that's under the BBDTC. So each city will have its own like specialty, you know what I mean? And again, there'll only be 10 that are going in these boxes. The rest is friends and family. And maybe I do a giveaway. That right there is, you know, I love doing giveaways. I just finished... This Seattle Mariners chain, it is fucking, it's amazing. Like, if you don't buy a card 
for 20 fucking dollars just to enter this fucking thing, you're, you're crazy. Just because the odds really aren't that bad. And it's just, this is gonna be a fucking awesome raffle for this Ken Griffey job. It is white gold, it's fucking VS diamonds, and this shit has a 24-inch Cuban chain, 24, you know what I'm saying, for, for Ken Griffey. And um, yeah, I'm excited. So yo guys, that is it for this episode. Kind of kept it short, still gave you guys a lot of game. And I broke down who I am, love it or leave it, that's what it is. But yo, for those of you who love it, please do not forget to tell a friend to tell a friend. All right, make sure you get some people to subscribe. I love all that shit. Again, for the gold money counters, those are already gone. Those are sold, those are sent out. So congrats again to the two winners that won them. And again, I love you guys. Thank you so much for taking the time out to listen to this podcast. Shout out to the Dust Brothers. This is a Dust Brothers production. That would be Jordan Winter and Miles Davis. Yes, that is its actual government name, Miles Davis. And again, I got a shout out to Illegal Cartel for doing the theme music. And of course, to the ever so talented Lakey Inspired, who I like to call Lakey Lake. In fact, yo, Lakey, take us to the crib, homie. Let's get some of that new music. Yeah, that right there. Banging. All right, y'all. We're out. Peace.